Session four, the power of communication. Have you ever wondered where do I fit in the conversation? How is it possible that I feel so left out and people continue to cut me off? I just want to be heard. And so here you are, just a speck in the crowd, and you reach out to find out, is anybody there for me? And so we've all felt that. And so what we want to do is we want to kind of unpack and provide tools to help you out to get through that to move past that, to realize the true value you are, to realize the value in your words, and how can you contribute. So session four, Steps of Power Listen. Today we're gonna to explore how to develop effective conversation, how to properly engage in a conversation and how to keep it going, how to find meaning in a conversation and make sure both individuals are being heard. So I wanna start off with a story, the letter underneath the door. And so for years, when my wife and I were married, very young, very mature, this was an area that we struggled because what I would do is build up walls. When I wasn't heard, then that was it. If she wasn't heard, then that was it. And so I would communicate with her, but if she wasn't feeling it, or she didn't, feel like, or she didn't realize that I was very responsive to her, she would just kind of be standoffish. And so, I was what you call a runner. And so when I would get upset, what I would do is I would just run to the office, lock the door. And from days on days, I would just stay in there doing my thing. And so one day I hear this little knock of a small little hand. And it was my princess. And she says, Daddy, are you there? And I made the choice not to listen to her. She came back a little bit later and she says, Daddy, are you still there? Are you mad at me? And I still didn't respond. I didn't respond to try to hurt my daughter but when you're in that mode of pride, what you do is that you don't care who you hurt as long as your point of view was hurt. And so my, my heart was set on, is, there's just an allegiance, daughter and mom against me. How ignorant, but at that stage, remember we talked about that system one, that automatic thinking, I was stuck. But see, my daughter was very persistent. She refused to give up. And so what she did was she continued to knock and she took it a step further. And one day what she did was she took a letter and she slid it underneath the door. I looked at it, opened it up, and through the crayon markings it says, Daddy, if I hurt you, I'm sorry. I love you. I just wanna spend time with you. You're talking about a, a nine-year-old taking me to school. There was no pride, there was no motives. It was just genuine love that she wanted between a father and daughter, that was it. And so what I did was I, I took my heart, my heart and heart, and allowed it to build these walls that modeled that for my son and my daughter. Think about the time that we lost, weeks on weeks. I don't even remember what we were arguing. But was it worth it? Was it worth hurting my son? Worth hurting my daughter? There's a saying, actions are caught. They're not taught. See, it doesn't matter how much you tell your child you love them. It doesn't matter how much you kind of verbalize it unless you can act on it. And kids, you know what? There's one thing that they want from us. It's time. It's not the gadgets. It's not everything that surrounds us. It's just a simple time that we have. And so we're going to look at a couple things here. We're going to understand that communication, remember, it's something that has to be taught. Because if you don't, teach what's going to happen that there's going to be continuous inner struggle 
So we're going to look at seasons of conversations. So here's the scripture, Colossians 4, 6. It says, Let your speech always be with grace, as though seasoned with salt, so that you will know how you should respond to each person. Now me being Spanish, being Puerto Rican, we love ourselves some adobo. So it's like we got to add adobo to everything, spices, um, sofrito. So this is where you have all these different elements of onions, garlic, basil. I mean, so much that that it just enriches what you eat. So I want to look at that in the context of a conversation. So what's the role of seasoning and spices? So according to Rachel Begun, on behalf of Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, she states, adding spices to food is a good idea for many reasons. For starters, spices contribute to rich flavor for food without adding calories, fat, sugar, or salt. In addition, research is showing that spices contribute to health just as much as fruits and vegetables, providing antioxidants, anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antiviral properties. While all spices are good, some focus on that actually provide even a greater nutrition, not just flavor. Cinnamon, like for example, cinnamon actually is good for blood pressure. Chili, peppers, oregano, basil, thyme rosemary, garlic, and ginger. So they have incredible properties. But think about a conversation. Is our conversation filled with things that are just actually just preserved or preservatives, artificial? Or can we really take a conversation and season it? Think about the situation that I was undergoing with my wife. I could have easily flipped the situation if I would have seasoned it back with love to find out what was going on with her. What was going on with the situation? Was it really worth it? When my little girl with her small little hands knocked on the door the first time, I should have been man enough to open the door. But bottom line, the door should have always been open because I've never should have gone to that. So let's take a look at it. The best responses to add. So richness to conversation by not overinflating it. Validating to what the other person says adds richness. So when it's all about you and you're the conversation and you're the spoke piece, right? What happens is, is that it becomes stale. After a while, you'll start to see the person kind of drift off. So ask questions, ask probing questions to keep it engaged. Let them know that you're not puffed up, that it's not about you. It's about both of you guys working through this together. Another point is think about anti-inflammatory ingredients. Don't instigate or add fuel to the fire, but redirect the conversation to something that's positive. A lot of times we get into arguments, if you notice, and it's like tit for tat. It's like, you know what, I'm going to drop this on you, or I'm going to add gasoline to it to see how heated I can get you. So what, is, what do you accomplish once that person's heated? You know what I'm saying? It not just burns them, but guess what? It winds up burning you. So is it really worth it? Here's another one. Let's add these ingredients. Love, appreciation, acceptance to the conversation in order to produce the best responses. So let's look at poor communication. Okay, Creating repentance and forgiveness is powerful. But when you talk about poor communication, it's absence of that, okay? So remember, the power to communicate actually will flip things in such a way where you'll see these two things, repentance 
and forgiveness. So why is it so difficult to move forward with forgiveness when an argument happens? What are some ways to heal quicker and move past animosity when arguments happen? So here's another little story that occurred to me, simple to address these two. And so I was in the kitchen and my wife was eating cereal. And so I didn't realize this, but one, I have a bad habit of coming behind my wife and kind of cleaning after her. And sometimes she wants that space. And so she had the cereal, she ate the cereal, but she left the bowl with the milk. Now what I decided to do was I dumped the milk, which was a bad mistake, because she was gonna actually drink the milk with her vitamins. So what I decided to do was I decided to get all puffed up about it and I said to her, well, number one, if you would have taken that cereal bowl and left it away from the sink, I would have thrown it out. And so she said to me, well, number one, you should have asked me. So I said to her, do I look like a mind reader? Now I could keep going here and you guys see exactly where I'm at. And so a cereal bowl wound up erasing like two hours of our time during a family barbecue. And for what? I mean, it, it blows my mind that I could even go there, but it tells me that I wasn't prepared. I went back into that system one, that auto thinking. See, if I would approach it in love, I could have said to her, honey, you know what? I am so, so sorry. Can I get you a cup of milk? I apologize, I won't do that again. Not only that, but can I provide that kind of space to her? You know? So we're gonna look at Luke 15, 20. Love like the Father. And what we wanna do is examine how the Father loves. Not so much the situation with the Son, because you've probably heard this story before. So this is Luke 15, 20, it says, So he got up and went to his Father, but while he was still a long way off, his Father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his Son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. So I kind of want to build the context of what was going on. Number one, the son asked for his inheritance. So this is the prodigal son. Now in patriarchal times, this isn't a Western culture, this is an Eastern culture, for you to say to your dad, hey dad, um, I want my inheritance. What that really means is dad, I wish you were dead. Oh man, that strikes a blow. Think about it, I wish you were dead. How do you know because in those times, you don't leave your family, you stay united. This is patriarchal time. This means you're talking about being a part of a system, a farm, you know, you're grazing animals, you stick together as a team and you inherit what the father has once he passes away, but you don't break off. You don't decide to do what you wanna do. So many people talk about the repentance happened when he was in the pigsty and, and he's like, man, you know, my servants have, or my father's servants have food that they can eat. And these pigs, I mean, they're more filled than I am. And, and you know what? But I want you to look at the context. If you look at the scripture and it says that he said, when I go back home, I can ask my dad for forgiveness, but make me a hired servant. And I want you to think of the logic. If you are still a hired servant, that means you still get paid. And if you still get paid, that means you can still do what you want to do. And so I want you to focus on how the Father loves. Because when you focus on how the Father loves, that actually transforms conversation. That's what we're focusing on here. So he got up and he went to his father, right? But while he was still a long way off, the father saw him 
And so here's what you're looking at. There's five powerful acts to create repentance and forgiveness. Keep watching and never give up. That means that if you love somebody so much and you're upset or they're upset, you keep watching and you keep waiting. You humble yourself. Don't allow time to to be spaced out in such a way that you're going to wait for them to come back. You chase them because that's what love is all about. Fill your mind with love and compassion. Replace auto-thinking, thoughts of resentment. What, What does it matter? If you love somebody, constantly remind yourselves of what you've enjoyed, of how special they are, of their worth. And what happens is those small little things, they start to diminish. Don't run away, but confront the situation. So there was a story that I heard, uh, and, and it, was, it was amazing because it was uh, this gentleman that actually, Gary Chapman, he wrote The Five Love Languages, very renowned author. But I want to take it as an aspect from his son's side. So one day they're having Thanksgiving dinner, and he was amazed because him and his dad he had never seen this but he's observing and his dad actually gets into an argument with his mom so his so his son was like oh i'm liking this so actually what happens is his dad gets up upset runs to the bedroom and slams the door so now the son is looking at his son and saying well who's going to talk to him first the son's like i don't know i don't know what i'm going to say so he says well i got this i got this so he knocks on the door he says hey dad you want to talk I'm here for you. He says, you know what, Dad? Uh, Why don't you recline back and I can pull like one of the 60 books that is on your bookshelf and and read you something that you wrote to other marriages. His dad looked at him and slammed the door right in his face. He's like, what did I say? So he thought he could use a little bit of comedy to draw him back in. And then what he did was he he knocked again and he said, Dad, can, can we talk? So... The door actually wasn't open, but he opened it up and it wasn't locked. So he walks in there and his dad is typing away. So he looks over, he says, man, even being upset with his mom or his wife, he can come up with something he's going to share with the world. I wonder what he's cooking up. So he looks over his dad's shoulder. He sees him typing. And so all he does is that he sees all these reasons of why he loves his wife. So he's literally, and it's funny because he's saying his dad is deleting this one. Man, I don't know if I do. I don't care about that one. I don't care about this one. But then he stops deleting and he starts to look at some of the things that, that really are impressionable upon him and the love that he has for his wife. His son was curious and his son said, well, dad, what are you doing? I'm a little lost here. He says, you know, son, even in my worst times when I'm upset with my wife, I've made a love list. And that love list is to remind me how special she is. So I don't want to ever get to the point where I'm so upset with her that I abandon her emotionally or I disconnect. And so uh, imagine if you can make a list of, of your wife, the things that you admire of your children. And that's actually your go to as opposed to a default and then to that system one or that negative thinking. Because that destructive thinking will will destroy everything around you. Never stop embracing each other. Look at the connection here as the dad ran. One is that the dad shamed himself, going back to the story of the prodigal son. 
because in those times he had, remember, he's wearing a robe. And in order for him to uh, run, he had to lift his robe up. And as he's lifting up his robe, he's exposing his legs, which is a disrespect to his servants. But it didn't matter because all that mattered was his son. Imagine the conversations that you can have with those that you love when you disregard your heart to say, I don't care. I don't care if I'm looking shameful. I want to reach them. I want my heart to open to them. I want to bleed before them. That's how you save a relationship. And so here he is running and he embraces them. Don't ever let a day go by where you don't hold those that you love. Don't ever let a day go by where you don't tell them how much you appreciate them. Verbalize it. It's power in touch. Always seal the conversation with a kiss. In Jewish culture, that is very powerful between men on men, kissing in the cheek. It's an endearing quality. It's almost like we've come to the point as men where, you know, we're so bad, we're so bold that kissing is, is, is a sign of weakness. Tears are a sign of weakness. That's fallacy. And so this is what we do to leave a lasting legacy, is we continue to move forward. So we're going to continue to build on this. So this is going to be, again, session four, but part one. And we're going to break this down into many segments to actually look at where we're at. So again, I thank you one more time for joining me at Life Coach 180. I'm here to do life with you. You're not alone. I want to be part of the step of your journey just uh, feel free to leave me comments just uh, keep me encouraged that I'm encouraging you and so I'll continue to put out content just to remind you of your value continue to apply these tools and these systems that will transform your life and so know that you're loved know that you have value be blessed